0: Is it all a ploy to buy time for Sean Payton? Anyhow, the Arizona Cardinals added three more names to their candidate list, including both the coordinators from the Cincinnati Bengals, recently ousted from the playoffs. And here to give us the lowdown on those candidates covers the Cincinnati Bengals for the athletic Jay Morrison, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, thanks so much for making some time for us this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, sure, no problem. Happy to be on. Uh
0: Lou Anarumo, we'll start there. Defensive coordinator. He's there's been a buzz about him with what the Bengals were able to do late in the season and into the playoffs and I know last year he got some some uh, sniffs in the in the coaching search, but not a lot of love right now. What can you tell us about his candidacy right now?
1: I mean, it's kind of shocking that there hasn't been a lot of love. You watch what he's done and not just this year, but last year in the playoffs. I mean, that that run to the Super Bowl last year, everybody talks about Burrow. That was the defense that took them there. Nine turnovers, just this incredible job of pivoting. They they go from all they can't stop Derrick Henry to completely shutting him down. Then you turn around and you go to Arrowhead and play Patrick Mahomes and and just really fluster him, uh, hold him to three points in the second half. It's just it's remarkable what he's been able to do, and it's it's so much about. The ability to adapt and pivot. It's not like he just has this one scheme and they they run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he really really is able to adjust game to game um, and, and sometimes half to half. And I, I just I, I am surprised. I I think the reason that he hasn't gotten a lot of looks for a head coaching job is everybody wants the young offensive guy yes and Lou's a 56 year old defensive guy and he was never even a coordinator before he arrived in Cincinnati in 2019 so I just think that background more so than what he's doing in the moment is what's holding a lot of teams back from from reaching out and making a call
2: that's interesting and and, and during Sunday's game yeah yeah the, the praise for Lou was was profound and I thought wow this is this is a man who's finally starting to get uh, a, a lot of I don't know a lot of interest behind his name when the when the news breaks, the Cardinals are also interviewing Brian Callahan. Does that surprise you that they're talking to both coordinators?
1: Um, no, I, okay. I, I mean I think it's smart. I think both of these guys deserve a shot. Uh, it, we'll see where it is. Brian's the opposite; he is the young offensive mind. He's not quite in that Sean McVay um, age range where when he started, but he's thirty-eight. Um, he's he's worked with uh, Peyton Manning. He's worked with Matthew Stafford, now Joe Burrow. He has done a terrific job. There's this, this sense that, that he's not a play caller here in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor calls the plays, but it's, it's a shared duty. They, they, they like to say they share a brain, and they do. They see things the same way. Um, he's really been instrumental in what this team has been able to do, and I, I, it's interesting because you know Zach Taylor when he came to Cincinnati didn't really have much of a resume, mm-hmm. and you, you wonder now with these guys, both of them, first time they've ever been a coordinator is here in Cincinnati. But I, I guarantee when they walk out of those interviews or when they log off of those interviews, I don't know if they're if they're coming to Arizona if they're doing them virtually, but um, the, the Cardinals are going to be impressed both of these guys, and that's what got Zach Taylor the job. Like I said, he didn't have a great resume interviewed really well. They just have this ability to connect with people, and uh, I I know they will interview well. Whether they end up getting the job remains to be seen. Jay Morrison
0: covers the Bengals for The Athletic. He's our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. And I know this is all fresh. I mean, a couple days ago, the Bengals are close to going to another Super Bowl. A day later, they've got coordinators interviewing for head coaching jobs. Leading up to this, Jay, how much were the Bengals maybe bracing for this to happen uh, for, for one or both of their coordinators? coordinators to be plucked away by somebody else. Uh, and what does the fan base think of it? Because I saw some reaction when the Anarumo news broke yesterday. Some Bengals fans online were like, oh, no, please, no, don't let him go. Um, do, do you think this is the off season where those guys move on?
1: Well, first, it's funny those reactions because two years ago I was sitting with Lou at the uh, Senior Bowl talking about coming back, and the fan base was, "Oh, go, please, please go." <laughs> I mean, they they wanted him out after two years, and he and really Zach could have made him the fall guy. They started six twenty five and one, and and Zach was insisted that no, we have not given him the pieces. Um, they go out and they start signing some guys in free agency, some real guys on defense, and we've seen what he's been able to do. Um, I think they expect. They expected this was going to happen. I wrote a story leading into this season where the, the Bengals were one of only two teams in the league with a head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator that had all been in that same position for four seasons or more. The Chiefs were the other one. Um, and it's just, it's rare. You go to two straight AFC championship games, it would be stunning, actually, if, if they don't lose one of those guys. Um, they Zach Taylor will be thrilled uh, for the organization if they don't lose him. But he's been outspoken, too, that both of these guys deserve a chance. I think Bengal fans and the Bengals organization are prepared to lose one or both this offseason. But time's running out. This late run, I mean, it's just now – they're just now getting these calls. We'll see what happens. But – um, I, I at some point, these guys are going to be head coaches.
2: All right, Jay. Adam Schefter said during a visit with Pat McAfee that the NFL has got at least a perception issue when it comes to its officials and something needs to be done as a fan base that went through a day from hell. And we know this because as Phoenix Suns fans, we've lived through this kind of narrative before. <laughs> what, what is the state of the fan base after trying to digest what they saw on Sunday in relation to the referees?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're on the ledge. Um, it it was funny. I mean, we had a long travel day back yesterday. I didn't do a lot of engagement on Twitter. I was just trying to write my follow-up stories and get back. But you get the sense. I mean, I, I have kids that are fans. My wife's a fan. You know, I, I heard all the all the complaints. I, I, the, the NFL is rigged, hashtag. I, I don't think they have an integrity problem in officiating, but they definitely have a competency problem. I mean, you just can't have championship games um, have that be the main story coming out of it how yeah. bad the officiating was and just even the procedural gaff by by ron torbert to instruct the play clock operator <laughs> to wind the clock the game clock and the play clock and then to shut that down and say no that was a mistake and do a do over play it's just A lot of questionable calls. That one was was really questionable. A lot of those calls didn't affect the Bengals. That's what I think a lot of people forget. If you look at almost every one of those calls people are complaining about, it didn't actually have an effect on what happened after that. But still, you don't want national pundits out there questioning the competency of the officiating in these huge games.
0: Yeah, and finally, the most painful penalty of all of them was an obvious penalty that led to the field goal attempt on Joseph Osai. I mean, how is, how is Joseph uh, being uh, received or viewed right now in Cincinnati? Is it is it attacking or is it more nurturing at this point?
1: Yeah, it's more nurturing, and I give the Bengals players credit for that, the way they reacted in the locker room. Um, You know, Joe's he's a young guy, 22-year-old. I think when people see him stand up and answer questions with Mm -hmm. tears in his eyes, I think everybody, when it happened, was probably throwing things at their TV and cursing his name. But then the loss settles in, the human element takes over. Um, He's a terrific kid. He's got a great future. He played incredible in that game. Um, And I think people were more mad – at the officials at that point, and I—I uh, I don't think Joe's going to have a problem winning this fan base back so, over.
0: All right, if they're uh, if they're mad at the officials, how would you gauge that against the Cincinnati Bengals fans' uh,
1: anger for their own mayor? Yeah, I think he <laughs> lost his reelection two years before it happens with that tweet. I mean, people were really upset, and even I did a, a radio hit in Kansas City. On Friday night, and the first question they asked was about the mayor. And when, when we were in Kansas City talking to Bengals fans that were out on the streets, they were fed up. They were really upset. And a lot of them said, if they lose this game, it's his fault. Um, that, of course, is not the case. But if they believe it, that's how they're going to vote. Yeah, that is true.
2: Yeah,
0: well said. Jay, thanks so much for joining us, giving us the insight on those candidates. We appreciate it.